Are you familiar with the term rapture? There are many different interpretations. The question is, what does the Bible say? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, in our in-depth discussion as we seek our answers from Scripture. Eddie, we ended the last time looking at 1 Corinthians 15, which talks about the wonderful change which God has for us to changes from being decayable flesh to having a non-decayable flesh, if you will, to incorruption. And also the idea that we have immortality now is sort of put to rest here because we don't have immortality until God yeah. gives it to us. And that happens then. But it's a, mm -hmm. this description is very similar to what we find in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, which we read earlier, when it says the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, and there's going to be that great reunion day where the dead in Christ meet together with those who are alive, and we're very thankful for that. But all these things takes, take a, are part of the whole second coming scenario, right? Um, we all, mm -hmm. We're already saying that it's not invisible at all. It's, it's very much visible. And so when we turn back to Matthew 24, in which Jesus is describing mm -hmm. the second coming, he describes it with something that is as visible as possible in the old, uh, in the deserts and in the, uh, the plains of Israel, which would be lightning covering the whole mm -hmm. sky. That's something that if you ask what every eye will see, every eye is really much attracted to lightning covering the whole sky. And he says this in, 24 verse, in verse 27, for as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west. Okay, that's, that's as far as we can go, right? <laughs> so also will yeah. the coming of the Son of Man be. So his focus is on... Yeah the lightning that flashes all across the sky has nothing to do with anything just instantaneous and gone. It's all about everyone mm -hmm. will know because he goes on to say every eye will see him, you know, <laughs> and tremendous things are going to start happening right. when that happens. The dead in Christ are going to come up. They'll be changed. They'll be, they'll give the immortality. Uh, the live people alive remain will raise up and meet the Lord in the air, giving, giving immortality at that point. Right. So it's really not the lightning reference here is not so much about speed as it is about sight. Um, I've, you know, I'm a country boy. I've been outside when and be caught uh, um, out in the darkness. And when the light flash, the lightning flashes, uh, it lights up the whole surrounding. Now, again, the context of this is verse 26 when uh, Jesus is warning the disciples, if somebody comes to you and says, look, he's in the desert, don't go out. Or he's in some kind of inner room, don't believe it. And then he begins the comparison with the lightning. So you can see that if you're in the desert or you're in the inner room, you're away from everybody. But lightning, right, he right. says, look, everybody yeah, can I, see lightning. I, I, and that's I, the way my, my coming is going to be. You're absolutely right. Uh, therefore, I say, yeah, look, he is in the desert. He said, he said don't, don't believe that. He's not going to be hiding there. He's, look up. Yeah, this is what we talk about. When you want to see salvation, look up. 
uh, in the rooms you can't, you won't see the lightning either. So go yeah. up, look up. Uh, so I, that's a that's yeah. a great point you're making. Yeah, the 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 thing is, this is, does not sound like some kind of secret coming, secret rapture. Uh, I think a lot of the rapturists and uh, who have all these scenarios built around it are starting to abandon this thing called secret rapture and are turning more to a rapture where there's some vision, but even there, they, they are make, making some mistakes about the second coming of Christ. Now, uh, Paul describes the, this brightness in Second Thessalonians 2, 8. He says, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Now that's referring to the Antichrist, by the way, we'll talk about that at another time, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So there's reference to the brightness of his coming. You could certainly see that. Interesting here that we see uh, a, a description of what is going to happen on the earth when Jesus comes back. If we put these all together, we see the dead in Christ raised. We see the alive in Christ taken up. And we see those, we will see the devil here is consumed by the brightness of the coming, if you will. But that, mm -hmm. that really talks about also those who follow him, right? Mm -hmm. So the, right. The, the, those who are not following Christ cannot stand in their own works and their own flesh in the same presence with a holy God. And, it's, right. you know, it really, in, in some ways, has not as much to do as what God wants to do as what will happen because he's trying to bring everyone back to him. Some people will choose not to do it, and they can't. They try to stand there, as it says in one passage, you know, in their own clothes instead of God's wedding clothes, which he gives them. Right. Amen. Well, we've been talking about uh, the brightness, the sight, the sounds, the dead in Christ being resurrected, the lightning that changes. Uh, we're changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Uh, but now let's turn to the passage that is often used to convince us that uh, the Lord is coming secretly. It's in First uh, Thessalonians 5 verse 2. For you yourselves know perfectly. Now, I like this phrase here because Paul's talking to the Th Thessalonians and he's telling them something they already know. He says, you know, you know this perfectly, that the day of the Lord's going to come as a thief in the night. So um, there's no doubt that Jesus coming is compared to a thief. Um, it can be said that when a thief comes, though, it's unexpected uh, it's not about a secret rapture, but rather about an unexpected event. Second uh, Peter 3 also uses the term thief in the night. Uh, you want to read that one, Charlie? And yeah, I think we referred to this yeah. earlier, and, and I think you're, yeah. you're bringing it up. But mm -hmm. the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Wow. That doesn't sound secret to me, does it? Right. I mean, I'm just looking outside my window right now thinking, 
it's all going to be burned up. Yeah. So if the Lord comes as a thief in the night, it's this passage is definitely making it clear that it's not something that is secret or quiet. It's an unexpected event. And in fact, um, I think it was Jesus. And maybe we have that first a little bit further down. But it says that um, here's where he says, if the man had known in which hour the thief would have come, then he would have been prepared for him. Now, I did paraphrase that last part, but the fact is, knowing when the thief comes, you're better able to prepare. And this is the part that the secret rapturists who say, I don't have to worry or be concerned about the tribulation because I'm going to be gone. That takes away the idea of preparing for the second coming to make making things right with God, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the preparing isn't uh, having more water in your garage or having right. more uh, food stored in your pantry. The preparing yeah, is really point. happening in your heart and, yes. uh, and opening your relationship with Jesus. We need more than anything, especially today, and I need it, I'm preaching to myself, is to spend more time listening to God and be willing to follow his instruction, not our own self. Uh, as, right. And as, you know, as, as we see the me society today going on, this is a warning to all of us to be preparing for the coming of the Lord because we are not uh, like those who will have a thief come visit. We are aware of Jesus coming back. Right. Well, this has been good. Uh, next time we'll talk more about this idea of destruction, the destructive event called the second coming of Christ. It's destructive for those, this world and those that are lost, but not for the saved. We'll talk about that next time. Thank you for joining us. Eddie Armstrong and I would like to ask you to share answers from Scripture with a friend. We think it will be a blessing to them. But to be sure, give us some feedback writing at afsepisodes at gmail.com and have your friend do it too. We would love to hear from you. There are many informative links in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. And as always, join us as we seek our answers from Scripture. <laughs>